1: entrepreneurs, intrapreneurs, helping to diversify the industry. This week on Business of the Beast.
0: I have to honor myself in a way where when my spirit tells me this isn't okay, I honor that because I think many of us betray ourselves without recognizing that. And that, again, is where lies the lack of self-confidence, because if you're constantly betraying yourself, that stillness of voice, it's really hard for you to hear
1: clearly. Hi, everyone. I'm your host, Kendra Bracken-Ferguson, and welcome to Business of the Beat. Today's guest is Yumi Francois, founder and CEO of Flex and Fly. But before we get started, don't forget to follow, rate, and subscribe to Business of the Beat on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, or anywhere else you listen to podcasts. You don't want to miss an episode, and we love to hear from you. All right, everyone. Yumi is the founder and CEO of Flex and Fly, a travel wellness company that provides stretching, yoga and relaxation classes to travelers before they board their flights. Yumi is also the founder of the Flex Bag, an award-winning travel accessory bag. She is an avid traveler, wellness consultant and speaker. She speaks four languages fluently and splits her time between New York and Columbia. She has been featured in Forbes, Black Enterprise, Travel and Leisure, TripAdvisor, and many more publications. Yumi, oh my goodness, <laughs> welcome to Business of the Beat. <laughs> Finally, I'm here. You are here, and I am so excited. You have no idea how amazing this is. It is yummy, Yumi, <laughs> it is yummy. So let's jump in. I've, I haven't seen you since our yes. founder studio dinner in New York. Uh Because Yumi's a brain test founder, studio founder, so we're excited. So, Yumi, I've been waiting for this conversation. You are the first pilot as well as founder, entrepreneur, influencer, innovator. I mean, and you're all, guys, you just, you don't know. She's like four foot five.
0: (laughs) It's amazing. You know, a lot of people don't know uh, that part, that secret, <laughs> that secret, and we're in the air. But since it's your people, we'll just share it right here.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, since you put all my business out there, let's just go ahead and lean into it. <laughs> yeah.
0: I love it. I love it. I'm so honored to be here. You know how much of a fan I am of you, Um, in addition, just how inspirational you are to so many of us. So I'm excited to share my story, and, like, let's
1: just get it. I was just excited, let's girl. I don't get it. Calm, because this is a <laughs> blessing. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's get it. So we have to start with our rapid-fire segment, which I was like, Yumi is going to love this. So your rapid-fire segment is called I Just Knew I Was Fly. That's your segment. So I'm going to give you three statements. You fill in the blank. Mm-hmm. All right. In school, when I wore blank, I just knew I was fly.
0: In school, when I wore my braids all the way down to my butt, and <laughs> they were really, really skinny, I just knew I was fly. Okay.
1: Girl, yes. You were like, I was starting the trends back then. Back then. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Here we go. When I started Flex and Fly and created blank, I just knew I was fly. I just knew I was fly when I
0: walked down through the airport and everybody just kept telling me there was something about you. What is it about your spirit? I was like, it's peace, honey. It's peace and I'm here (laughs) to give it to you.
1: I just (laughs) knew I was fly. Oh, yes, girl. I love that. There is something about your spirit and you just knew (laughs) you were fly. All right. When blank told me blank I just knew I was fly
0: oh that's such a good one whenever one of my supporters or my best friends tell me that you're meant to be a multi-billionaire I knew
1: I was fly. (laughs) girl yes 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 you're meant to be a multi-billionaire you just knew you were fly. It's ah. so amazing when your people can see it before you and you. They're the closest to us. They're our supporters. We can be out here just thinking all these things and be shot down sometimes by mm-hmm. things that aren't meant for us. And so when our supporters can lift us up and can remind us how fly we are, it makes the world a difference.
0: And I think it's one of the reasons why I have such a deep connection and a loyal following. Um, they just see me, and I see them, and I don't have to be anything or anyone else but myself. It's a beautiful feeling to be seen and accepted just as you are when you are being seen, because you're not always being seen at your cleanest, most coolest, most amazing self. Sometimes it's a little messy. Sometimes it's a little like Mm -hmm. trying to figure out what is this life, and the people that see you, they see beyond the mess, and so oh, yes. it's a beautiful
1: thing. I love it here. I wish I wish oh. this place for everybody. <laughs> <laughs> and have you always been at that place? Like, tell us about you, me, and getting to this place of such like happiness and joy, and beyond what anyone could ever say or do to try and harm you. What's Ooh. your journey? What's your story?
0: Uh, I think I think like many people. You grow to be who you are, you grow to be that. You don't just are, ah, right? Um, because life has a way of teaching people and experiences have a way of, you know humbling you in many different ways. I will say that I've always had really great self-confidence and I think that came from my spirituality. I have a relationship with God, I like to pray. My confidence doesn't come from what I do, what I create, validation from others. It literally comes from God. And when me and God aren't together, <laughs> it's a mess. <laughs> My life is. A mess. <laughs> there isn't one thing anyone can say to get me back to who I am because I go to the source. And I see that human beings and experiences are resources, but God is the source. And so for me, that's where I go for my confidence. So that's why sometimes people aren't sure why I'm so confident because it doesn't come from a thing. It comes from a spirit. And so it's really hard to infiltrate that because that spirit is consistent. It is bold. It is new. It is constantly changing, but also very stable. And so for me, I find that my confidence only lacks when I'm not all right with God, when I'm not talking, when I'm not praying, when I'm trying to do everything together, when my eyes get off and I'm looking at what someone else is doing and I'm trying to figure out what, how how do I get there? You know, that's, like, that's yes. when my self-confidence is like at a low. So this may sound weird, but I truly believe in being fully present with yourself. Mm-hmm. I think you need to know who you authentically are. And if you don't know it, it is absolutely okay for you to figure it out. Like you don't have to have the answers to everything, but you need to be okay with figuring out the answers. You need to be okay to discovering because stillness nurtures discovery. So you have to be okay just being still and saying, you know what? I actually didn't like the feeling that I had with this person. And I have to now make a different decision of whether or not I want to be in the presence of this person. I have to Mm -hmm. honor myself in a way where when my spirit tells me this isn't okay, I honor that because I think many of us betray ourselves without recognizing that. And that, again, is where lies the lack of self-confidence because if you're constantly betraying yourself, That stillness of voice, it's really hard for you to hear clearly. It's really hard for you to make consistent decisions that help you grow as a person. So for me, like, I come from a country where there's deep lack. It's considered one of the poorest countries in the Western Hemisphere. So when it comes to lack, I know what that looks like. I know what it feels like. I have a deep hatred for it. And I just knew that since I got out and my mother brought me into America, I knew that I could not be anything else but great. I not only owe it to myself, but to so many that are still there that the idea of this life is not even something they could think about. So I owe it to them in so many ways. So I I. I you see me, but I come as many, for lack of better words. And so my confidence is constantly in that, you know. I I have no desire for gossip. I have no desire to try to be anybody else's life or live anyone else's. I love my life. Like Kendra. <laughs> you couldn't pay me to be anyone else but you, me, Jean-Francois. And I've been through some things. Do you understand? But those things have not broken me. Those yeah. things have not. Harden me. Mm
1: -hmm. You understand
0: what I'm saying? I've been through so many things in life that the idea and the possibility of it breaking me, of it hardening my heart, of it making me bitter, was so available that my spirit, who I am authentically, could not surrender to that. My spirit was like, I'm bigger than this in this moment And so I, my word to God and my word to myself means everything to me, everything to me. And so I honor it. If anyone ever asked me like, oh, how do you make decisions? I don't make decisions with my heart. I make decisions with my gut because I know you, me. And I know a lot of people try to tell people, hey, make decisions with your heart. But I know how my heart has misled me. See, you have to know yourself. <laughs> right. It sounds you good really in do. general, right? Like, oh, yes. listen to your heart. Like, no, I'm not it ever listening to that. you. Mm-hmm. It's it's problematic, <laughs> but my gut is so sure yeah. that that's what I have to choose every single time. And I I think that's something that we could always talk about deeper in. But like, it's again this idea of knowing yourself and being present to who you are yes. and allowing yourself to discover who you are.
1: Well, there's so much that you touched on that it, no, in an amazing way. Like I am so happy how you laid that out and the confidence, because I think that when people become hardened because of the world, that's where it's just so sad. And we can't allow that to happen. And it can be really hard to get to the other side of that. And even when you think about, as you talk about the validation from God, I know myself when I'm feeling out of sorts and I can think about, Oh, you haven't prayed today. You haven't meditated today. You're spiraling and you need to ground yourself in something greater than you in order to find your way back. And so as you talk through that and you talk about lack and Haiti What was the experience? You you mentioned that your mom got you out. You came to the United States. You also speak four languages, my dear. So what was this transition coming from Haiti, going into the United States and really kind of building on this notion of confidence?
0: Ooh, that was hard because I don't think people speak enough about the immigrant experience when it comes to being in a different country. I came here when I was about six years old. So I was fairly young, right? So I'm a New Yorker. (laughs) (laughs) I'm a city girl. You can't tell me anything. Even though i traveled around the world, I'm a New Yorker. This is my city. This is what it is. It's always going to be that. You make it here, you make it anywhere type of (laughs) thing. But when I go home to Haiti, oh, wow. I understand who I am. And so there's this dichotomy of feeling like, "Oh, I'm a New Yorker." But it's not fully home. It's not home. When you've been when you've been rooted out of your culture and you learn a different culture even though you know how to blend in and fit perfectly, you still feel the missing impact of home. And the issue with home, though, is that home doesn't provide the opportunities that you need to be who you know you're supposed to be. Mm-hmm. And so now you have this emotional roller coaster of feeling guilt because you're the one that was able to get out you're the one that was able to be successful you're the one that was able to make it for lack of better words and so you have extreme guilt because you want to take care of the world (laughs) you want to take care of home because you feel like you owe everything to home (laughs) but home don't always look at you like you belong at home You know, so it's this Mm -hmm. dichotomy of emotional roller coaster of being an immigrant, right? So I know sometimes there's so many immigrants that can relate to this where you come to a a different country and you learn it and you work hard. This idea of working hard to take it back home, this idea of being successful because there's so much opportunity that you just want to take all the opportunity because you're so used to lack. You're so used to no opportunity. You will work 80 hours. You will take extra freaking, you know, overtime. You will not see your family. You will educate yourself to the ultimate level. And you will keep getting every single degree because you are now have been taught that this is the way and this is how it should be. And this is what success looks like. And I had to reframe my mind of what lack and abundance look like on you, me. Because abundance to me was automatically could never be friends with lack. You understand what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And so I had to take yes. on yes. abundance and say, oh, like, like you're the enemy. <laughs> lack, we're, yes. we're not dealing with you. You're the enemy. hmm and because I saw not just myself, but the people, so many people that look like me suffer because of mm-hmm. economic oppression, right? Like, a, mm-hmm. like, like, lack of food, like basic mm-hmm. existential needs, right? Mm-hmm. Home, a warm place to stay, a cool place to stay. You see it so much. You're like, why is this happening to my people? And what can I do when it's bigger than me? So I am constantly in this space of my life where I know the life that I live, the best way I can be, and I can coexist in this world and feel like I'm constantly walking in my power is by being able to be me and only do the assignment that I'm called to do. Because when you have a heart of an immigrant, and you have a heart of ambition, and you want to rule the world like I do. Let's just be very clear. I want to rule the world. (laughs) You want to rule the world like I do. You can take on assignments that you're not being told to take on. You want to save everybody. You want to give everybody your money. You want to give everybody your home. You want to feed everybody. And it's like, oh, wow, like I'm not the savior. And because you desire peace, and you desire everyone to feel as good as you feel. You are not at peace knowing there's someone lacking. That's why I have classes on money mindset, my personal, outside of me, because I learn how to make a lot of money. And there's so many people that watched me in my life get to that position and they grew with me and they don't know how I did it. Because we all went to the same area. We all grew up together. We were all in the same household. They don't understand how I did it. And so I created five videos. It's $15. Because I want everyone to have it. (laughs) $15. And I said, oh, here it is. But I've also learned that I can have all of the knowledge. But if you're not willing to put it into place, you're gonna you're going to stay in lack and so for me i'm always trying to find ways to educate people that look like me immigrants women black women um pack, like people that suffer financially when it comes to their emotional and physical health you know because i know what it's like to get treated in a different way when i have a different jacket at the doctor's office when people find out i see multiple languages when they realize I can understand what they're saying, I know what that's like. So I'm always constantly finding different resources for free to share with people so that they can, you know, get out of lack because lack is not just a mindset. It is also a worldly thing. And there's different things that have been put in position to keep different people there.
1: Oh, absolutely. And even when you talked about economic impression, and so we know- that there are systems in place that were set intentionally that we're now trying to overcome. And I also like when you talk about the knowledge and the sharing and the impact, and we know that two people can grow up, same household, same mom and dad in some cases, and one ends up here and one ends up there. And so we as people have to be well, we have to have the right mindset because no one leaves childhood unscarred. It doesn't, we don't get into adulthood unscarred. And so the way that we navigate that is the mark of what I feel is like happiness. It's respect for ourselves. It's honoring ourselves. It's it's what success is.
0: I will happily leave everything with flex and fly if I'm not at peace. Um, because I realized me being at peace and me knowing who I am is what makes everything else work for me. Your life is your resume in many ways. You have to pay attention. Some things you get to keep forever. Some jobs you get to be in for a long time. And then some you got to let go. But you have to be okay with change and growth. But more importantly, you have to look at, be okay with looking at your life and be okay with wanting to change certain things about it. And be okay with saying, you know what? I used to think this was me, that's no longer me. This is who I am now and choose that bravely with great courage, you know? Courage comes before confidence. So you have to choose that.
1: This was such a dynamic conversation. So many gems and jewels were dropped. So make sure that you come back next week for part two where we're going to dive into everything that Yumi has in store for Flex and Fly in 2023, and also hear how she started the business, survived through COVID, creating a business that exists at an airport, as well as her pivot into creating the Flex Bag, which I'm sure many of you are enjoying seeing on TikTok. So make sure that you tune in next week for more from Yumi and how she's building the global franchise brand, Flex and Fly, and all that she's launching in 2023. And with that, follow, rate, and subscribe to Business of the Beat on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, or anywhere else you listen to podcasts. You don't want to miss an episode, so leave a five-star rating and a review. Until next week.
0: Business of the Beat is hosted by Kendra Bracken-Ferguson, assistant producer Jenny Salk, executive producer Kendra Bracken-Ferguson, edited by Fish Mar Creative, executive producer Ken Johnson. Find the Business of the Beat podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Spotify, Stitcher, TuneIn, Odyssey, Amazon Music, or where you get your podcast. and on IG at Business of the Beat. Business of the Beat is a mean old line media production.